to our podcast. We are the Faith Lift Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Well, hey there. We are um, the Faith Lift Sisters and we, if you have if you listen to us in sequence, like episode one, two, three, four for the week, um, you will hear that Rosemary was just asking, like, who we were talking about making or Jesus becoming man and still being God and then sacrificing. And she was like, who does this? Who does this? And um, we're just going to jump right into second, second Hebrews. Hebrews two, <laughs> um, and we're only we're only going to really talk about the specific verse of um, eighteen, but then we're going to talk about like who does this to to quote Rosemary and um, why and how. So that's where we're jumping in. Terry, you want to read for us? Yep, verse eighteen. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he's able to help those who are being tempted. There you have it. He gets it. Because he suffered, he's able to understand us when when we're tempted. Mm -hmm. And I've heard people say, like, um, you know, going back to what I said earlier, like he's God. So how hard could it have been for him? Yeah, he was tempted in the wilderness to start off his ministry for 40 days. And that means he was tempted. It Mm -hmm. doesn't mean he went for a walk in the park and Satan tried to, you know, get in his ear or whatever. No, he was tempted to, to, to follow the human body and the human mind into some of these things. Otherwise, it wouldn't have worked. If he hadn't been actually tempted to go through with the sin, he couldn't understand us. He couldn't understand us. So I think when I, you know, think of it that way, it's it makes it more real what he did. Mm-hmm. And to Rosemary's statement, question, who does this? Just one. Mm-hmm. Just one person. Mm-hmm. And there are countless ways that Jesus was tempted, that he suffered, and that he per- persevered. Um, really, his perseverance was going to the cross for us. Because like Terry mentioned, like he was in the garden and he's like, God, Father, I really don't like this. Like, isn't there a different way? And the answer was no. And so he went and he hung on the cross for us and sacrificed his life and not only sacrificed his life, but he stood in because when he was taking on this, literally taking on all of the sins of the world, he was separated from God. Mm. So he was separated from that divine self that he had because he, remember he was fully human and fully God and he totally took that off. And we are not, we are not God. We are not even a little bit God nor will we ever be, but through the gift of the Holy Spirit, we know what it's like to be with him. So just imagine, and that's just like this little teeny thing that we have the gift of. So imagine 
knowing the fullness of God and being in the fullness of God and then having that separated and taking on all the sin and all the darkness, not of what already had happened, but what was going to happen in the future too. When I think about him taking on my sins only, that's too much. But when you think of the taking on the sins of the whole world from the beginning to the end, man, alive. I mean, it's it's just, it's mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. So when we were talking kind of through what, you know, we like through our notes and um, things, both Rosemary and Terry said, oh, I have pages and pages and pages and pages and pages. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but a lot of notes about this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So what, like, what kind of notes do you guys have? Because this is just one verse um, that we're talking about, but there's, there's a lot that goes along with it. So hit us, ladies. What are your big revelations that were given to you? I think some of it is just the stacking of noticing his suffering. And there's a, um, sometimes people talk about entering into his suffering. And I don't know that I can enter into his suffering particularly, but I can contemplate that at a level, it, not just in my head, not just reading the verse, but understanding what it was like. Like you were saying, Terry, um, a couple days ago, the um, his family rejected him in a bad way. Like his brother set him up to go get killed. They were done with him. There's so many things. You look at so many um, perspectives on how he was rejected and how he was betrayed. Um, and I, just, I was, oh, sorry. I no, no, go done. ahead. No, go ahead. Um, when in our homework, there's kind of a list of things we could look up to see different ways that he'd suffered. And I go back to so many times um, the Pharisees looking for a way to kill him. Supposedly, they're the cream of the crop of the worshipers of God, and they, they're trying to kill God. And it just it had to be so heartbreaking. It'd be like your favorite sister or your favorite, your bestie, your best bestie in the whole wide world trying to kill you and you for something that they perceived you may have done. And you're like, no, I would never do that. I love you. You're, you're my, you know, you're my favorite person. I would not do that. And to think of his heartbreak as he struggled through and suffered through his people, his beloved Israelites trying to kill him hmm. is just so heartbreaking. That's interesting because I would not have put the Pharisees as his besties, but they were. He came for them too. Hmm. They were his beloved. Hmm. I like sometimes you look at like a target and the people in the bullseye, they're your besties, besties right? Your family, your disciples, the people you're with, who all deserted him and ran when he was arrested. Mm-hmm. I, I just, that feels like it would hurt more, except Jesus knowing that he came for the Pharisees too. Yeah. That is painful. They would have been on the outer rings, but no, they were there. 
They were the ones he came for. When I think about this too, like he was tempted in every way, it's like temptation probably tends to come. I'm going to take a guess. Okay, there's a couple thoughts I have. One is, I think he was tempted in more ways because like I haven't fasted for 40 days ever, <laughs> like ever. So I'm like, right. yeah, that was a little more than I've ever done, right? Um, I haven't been crucified either. I mean, there's these, these things when I look back on that <laughs> so far. That's you know, good news. That's that good is, news. I'm happy to say that. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I think he had more, certainly more than than any one of us or something like that. But temptation, it's interesting to see this. Temptation comes out of when we experience suffering, when we're experiencing something that's off. To me, disconnect, uh, temptation would happen when I feel disconnected from God disconnected from myself or other people there's that temptation to try to fix it in a way that isn't of god that's the thing temptation comes in as a way to fix things but it takes god out of the picture right i can do this without god i'll be fine right and we just tend to make a mess more of a mess because it's like sin can't fix sin right and we keep trying mm-hmm. over and over and over again and to me that's what temptation is this opportunity to fix something that's making me uncomfortable that I'm suffering through. It could be a betrayal. It could be someone thinking some, something of me. I'm like, I'm not true or whatever. Um, and then I try to fix it in my human, this kingdom worldly way versus turning to God and fixing it, having him fix it in the way that he says. I also yeah. think, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead, really. I was going to say, um, so when we're looking at that temptation and we naturally in, are inclined to try and fix it, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we step, how do we remove ourselves and put God back into that? I think this goes back a couple of days ago. We recognize it like, oh, whoa, I'm doing this the wrong way. I am, I want to do that. Like recognizing, oh, I have a temptation coming up. How would you recognize that? That's really interesting. How do you recognize when you're being tempted? I don't think it's as clear as, oh, there's a temptation coming. Because <laughs> right. it does sneak up on you. It does. It, there's an urgency with it. Mm-hmm. Um, God's not in it. That could be a clue. We haven't gone to God Sometimes. first. It's me trying to fix it. Right. And sometimes there's that, this, um, like unsettled heart, unsettled spirit, this, this yucky feeling that you might get. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just isn't quite right. Mm-hmm. And the base of it is a lie. Mm-hmm. Is a lie, is a lie, is a lie that we have to fix whatever it is by ourselves. Because God either doesn't care, he's not capable, or he wants us to go through the suffering. And fixing it, by the way, God's way may not feel good, right? And we may suffer. Meaning if I've said something that's really um, offensive to someone, God's fix, my, my fix might be I could spread some gossip around them. But, and that would help me feel, I don't know, that would help me feel better, but I'm just making this up. But God's way of fixing is to go to them and repent. And ask for forgiveness. Well, that's going to feel like suffering, right? 
<laughs> but ultimately, that is what fixes it. And then how does God use that to transform us mm-hmm. and help us to move forward and help to move his kingdom forward? How does God use all that? So um, I'm just going to keep jumping in here until someone else <laughs> But to me, it's like it depends on what it is. If it was, let's say, it's that I learned to depend on him. God doesn't want us to be independent. He doesn't. And in these temptations, crying out to him could be the next stage, recognizing we're in it and crying out to Jesus, knowing he is the one who has suffered all this. He knows this game. He fully knows this game. And so as we continue to press towards him, as we continue to turn towards him, then we are changed into his likeness, right? And we reflect him more and more. And there's a few things about his suffering as I was looking at all of this and then temptation. One thing I know, I haven't gone through all of this, first off. I may have gone through things that felt like this in some ways, but it wasn't this. And I am not God. I would have been so tempted through all of this to go, you know what? Boom, figure it out. I'm out of here. Angels would have come in, taken him out. Everything's good. Rome couldn't have stood against any. I didn't. He had that option. He had that option in the Garden of Gethsemane. He also knew what was going to happen. And he still had the courage to go forth and finish this because he took it to the father first Mm -hmm. and he suffered he suffered and he won and he won yeah yeah and guess what we can take it to the father first Mm -hmm. and we might suffer but ultimately we will win well we have the um we have the Holy Spirit living in us. That's a reminder to us that um, Suzanne, you were talking about that uneasy feeling, or you know, there's a little nudge that says, mm, "Isn't that quite right?" <laughs> you know. So I think a lot of times it's the Holy Spirit prompting us and reminding us, God, that would not be pleasing to God, or you know, whatever it may be, but. We have the helper, and that's a part of what he's there for, is to help us recognize it. Like you said, Rosemary, recognizing things is like, it's the first. Because Mm -hmm. if you can't even recognize it, you can't deal with it. So if you, or you find yourself right in the middle of it. So if you, the first thing you do is recognize it. And then if you can ask for help and ask the Holy Spirit to be strong in you for guidance and for strength as you take it to you know god and jesus and um then there's that's where your help comes from Mm -hmm. get through things not always perfectly not always get through them sometimes you go in them Mm -hmm. but hopefully you'll learn while you're there and i and i think a lie yeah i think a lie that people try to tell themselves is he doesn't know like jesus never had to decide whether he'd have an abortion or not right, right. but it's like it says in here because him he himself suffered when he was tempted he's able to help those who are tempted and god god does not tempt us 
with anything that we can't come out from under, right? So we have to trust those two words, those those verses, and actually more verses than that. But we have to trust that, that maybe God didn't have to deal with social media. Maybe Jesus didn't have to deal with all that stuff. We go to God first. We ask him, show me how you know this. Show me how to come up from underneath this. Show me what you want me to do with this. Show me when it feels like everybody's attacking me. Oh, wait, he was attacked. Bring things to mind that I can learn from your example, Jesus, that I can learn from you. And to know we are not alone in, in our temptation. That's another trick in temptation. We think we're alone. But if we bring those out to the light, God's been there. He knows this game. He knows it. He invented it. Well, yeah. Okay. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I bring? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. okay. Holy Lord, we just praise you. We just thank you so much. Um, you are an amazing, wonderful God. And as we engage your suffering at different levels, as we see what you went through in your life, Lord, teach us. Show us how to be more like you. Show us how we can be in your image, God. Um, when we face temptation, I mean, one of the initial things for me is I feel separated from you, God. So Lord, let me have the courage. Um, let us all have that courage to turn to, to recognize where we're standing and what we're doing, um, that we're trying to solve it without you. Um, let us just turn and face you, God. Bring it before you. Um, we have nothing to fear. We have Jesus Christ. Um, he intercedes for us. He knows this. He knows your plan. He knows everything that's happened. It's not a surprise to him. We ask God that we go to you first. And that if suffering occurs from that, that you're with us in that suffering, Lord. And you bring us that comfort. Because again, you knew what this was about. You, you've known this. This isn't a surprise to you. And Lord, we just ask um, that we follow your example. If we know we're going into something very difficult, Lord, we ask that we have your courage, that we face God and we go to him first and we do it anyway. Lord, give us your courage. Give us your faith, Lord. We just praise you, God, and we just thank you in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> 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 <laughs>